Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'm going to be commenting on episode 21 of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. You know, I guess understandably, Mustang would be in the hospital considering everything that happened. You know, it's it's interesting here about how uh, Mustang is sort of berating Hawkeye. I mean, it's kind of understandable how she lost her cool about everything. But at the same time, it's not exactly conducive to military operation that she did. I mean, if I were Mustang, I would take it as, um... Flattery, I guess. Flattery rather than... Lack of discipline. So, something interesting's going on here. You know, Mustang's thinking like, Why haven't they tried to kill us again? And now we're getting our answer here. You know, Wrath has made sort of an executive decision to not kill him. Much to the chagrin of Envy. So I'm wondering if there's some sort of, like, hierarchy here within the homunculi and Envy's, like, top of the pecking order. So here's the other big plot thread. You know, Alphonse is understandably worried about the state of his physical body. You know, in all likelihood, considering how Barry the Charper was riding away, there's a non-negligible possibility that Alphonse is in the same boat. And bear in mind, that's a really bad boat to be in. So this seems like a bit of a leap in logic to me. 
you know, Ed is saying perhaps uh, our spirits got a little bit intertwined and therefore our bodies are connected. You know, maybe the reason I'm so short and not growing is because I'm, you know, eating and sharing nutrients with two bodies. So, I, I think that's just him, <laughs> him coping about being short. Uh, you gotta feel bad for manlets, you know? Ah, oh, man, like, Winry's just giving him practical advice on how to grow tall, and he's just not going for it. So it seems like, even though he's still recovering, Roy Mustang can't help but continue to work. It's interesting that with all this planning, they've sort of, um, they've deduced a bit of a pattern, you know. It's interesting how the homunculi were found in several locations that just so happened to be part of a circle. Wonder if there is some sort of transmutation stuff going on. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they're not really sure about. Yeah, things are really not good. Like, Mustang saying directly and out loud, the command structure has been compromised, so you really can't trust anyone. I mean, on the one hand, this is kind of a good thing for Mustang in that if the highest levels of government are, in fact, compromised, um, then when he unmasks their controversy... Or their conspiracy, rather. You know, he's the likely candidate to take over. Especially if he's the one with the highest rank. I mean, things are a bit unfortunate, you know. It's not as though there haven't been any losses. Havoc is paralyzed from the waist down now, so he's not going to be much use. So the coroner, he's, um, I guess he's sharper than he would appear to be. You know, he's sort of touching on the idea that maybe the thing he examined was not the corpse of Maria Ross. You know, little does he realize he is absolutely correct, but I think he's sort of like, trying to get an actual denial here to sort of assuage his guilt or maybe not assuage his guilt but sort of like wash his hands of the whole thing you know plausible deniability I do find it interesting that Mustang was sort of reading like a medical text on the spine the idea being you know he obviously feels some responsibility for havoc and 
If you can help him in any way, he's damn well gonna try and do it. Now the question is, is he willing to use the Philosopher's Stone should he come into possession of one? I mean, as far as I recall, he's not aware of the true nature of the Philosopher's Stone. So at this point he'd be willing to use it, but... You know, if he learns it's essentially congealed human souls, would he be so willing? Oh. Interesting. So, the Elric brothers themselves are passing along the information about Dr. Marco. It seems like maybe the Elric brothers are kind of looking the other way here. I would have thought they wouldn't do that, you know. I guess it could make a little bit of sense. You know, they're unwilling to fix themselves that way, but if they can help someone else, you know, if they're willing to accept the moral cost of it. You know, I guess far be it from them to stand in the way of someone else. Yeah, it really seems like the plot's starting to accelerate here. Okay. So, things are getting interesting here, you know, there are definitely people trying to hide things. Using hasty alchemy to seal up the entrance to a basement that would be um, rather damning evidence if it were there. So it seems like Edward has touched on something interesting in that whatever the big plan is, it requires alchemists who have opened the portal to the truth and survived. And at this point, there's only three that we know about. Uh-oh. So Scar's back. And he's obviously returning to his hunt of state alchemists. You know, that's not good news for the Elric brothers and basically anyone else. But I'd imagine Scar has it in for them specifically. I guess the situation's a little bit more tenuous than before, given that... I believe Edward has deduced that Scar is the person that killed Winry's parents. Okay, there we have it. You know, he doesn't know for certain, but he definitely has his suspicions. Naturally, this is going to lead to some friction, I'd imagine. Alright, so Ed's playing some three-dimensional chess here. You know, there's a whole lot to be gained by this reckless venture, because on the one hand, you could get some confirmation from Scar and get him out of here. But at the same time, if he's so hell-bent on killing the Elric brothers, and the homunculi need them alive, then naturally they will have to intervene. 
Of course, Ed makes, uh, I guess, kind of a, kind of a silly point in that, you know, we could try and capture a homunculus, you know, how are you going to do that since they're so, I don't know, supernatural by nature. You know, they can't die, they're very hard to put down, and I'd imagine they're really difficult to restrain as well. So the foreigners from Xing offer help, but I'm wondering why precisely they want to. You know, obviously Ling Yao wants something related to immortality, but he he's not exactly trustworthy. I don't know. I feel like it's not exactly a wise decision for the Elric brothers to trust them. But at the same time, Ling does make the good point that, you know, more people helping you out is better. In all likelihood, you know, you have a better chance of succeeding if you have more people working together. Ah, oh, dear. You know, Ed's not being very subtle about the possibility of having his arm damaged again. I mean, you know, a beating with a crescent wrench notwithstanding, I think it got off pretty light for suggesting that he might get his arm destroyed again. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, it seems as though someone got to Dr. Marco first. Man, that's definitely not good. You almost have to wonder if the morale is starting to get to Mustang. So, I mean, on the one hand, his determination is ironclad, but at the same time... Hitting so many dead ends over and over again has to drag on you. And I guess even worse is the fact that Havoc is so distraught about everything. You know, he's sort of given up hope. Like, kind of reasonably, I guess. You know, there's not much he can do in a military capacity. I think he's sort of making the right decision in that the Colonel needs to honor the promise he made to Hughes. So, you know, he's only dead weight. There's nothing he can do in a military context. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he couldn't help out in other ways, maybe logistical ways. But I, I can understand him wanting to sort of like stay by the sidelines for a little while get used to uh, this new configuration of working limbs, as it were. So despite how gruff and cunning the colonel is, 
I suppose, like, the one good point that you only see occasionally is that he is absolutely and totally loyal to his subordinates. You know, Hawkeye mentions that she was prepared to die, and he said, you know, nope, we're not doing that. And whether or not this was, you know, that previous episode is unclear. Or if it was some... I guess prior incident that sort of inspired Hawkeye's loyalty in turn. Alright, what's going on here? This is an interesting art style for everything to suddenly shift to. You know, this certainly seems more like somebody's representation of how Edward Elric does his business. I mean, he's just such a good Samaritan, he's going around repairing the entire town. Or you know, maybe this is just part of his plan, he's trying to put up uh, a big profile to garner attention. Man, he's really getting everybody's attention. You know, I feel like he's gonna get chastised by the Colonel for not keeping a low profile here. Oh dear. So now the Elric brothers know about Dr. Marco. You know, in all likelihood it was probably the homunculi. And in fact, I vaguely recall Lust showing up when he was still alive. Or when she was still alive, rather. And whether or not Marco is still alive, I believe, is kind of up for debate. Well, it seems like Edward's plan ultimately worked. You know, he's baited Scar. I find it interesting that he hasn't shared his plan with everyone. You know, he's just sort of, uh, going in blind. I mean, it's a good plan, but, you know, you would think you would sort of, like, covertly told the colonel beforehand, considering how dangerous this is. So, I guess the arrival of the colonel's fortuitous in that, given his authority, he can sort of, like, keep, uh, the regular military away long enough for the homunculi to kick in. It's an interesting plan, and I guess it's reasonably well thought out considering all the circumstances. I noticed the Elric brothers didn't tell 
Colonel Mustang about Ling Yao. You know, I'd imagine his presence isn't... I don't know, appreciated, per se? Considering, I believe he broke out of jail. Alright, so uh, Mustang's pulling up a bit of a false flag here, sort of making up a whole bunch of sightings of Scar all around the city to try and confuse everyone. I mean, you have to wonder, considering that he's broadcasting from the same location, they might be able to figure out what exactly is going on here, you know. Maybe that's a bit of a nitpick. So fortunately, Wrath and Gluttony are mobilizing. So it seems like everything's starting to work. Although one has to wonder, is Wrath really gonna... expose himself or what? Because, you know... He can't afford to really give himself away at this stage in the game, so I'd imagine he's going to use his rank as plausible deniability. Now, if that would mean turning on Gluttony, I'd imagine he would do it. So a couple things have happened here. Edward has got an irrefutable proof that Scar is the one who killed Winry's parents. Ling Yao and his associates have cornered Gluttony. Man, a whole bunch of stuff is shaking out from this little encounter. So unfortunately for Ling Yao, Wrath is also there, and given that he's determined they can track Gluttony, he's playing for keeps.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.